0: Up bed than all hope listeners, you're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi folks, old man Grognard back again, and here we are on a beautiful Monday morning, and I hope you're all doing well. I got a game coming up with Gage tonight. Back from the trip, feeling rested and ready to go. have got about three reviews to do today. See if I can knock them out. And I'm gonna have a whole lot of fun. I had a lot of time to read on the trip, so I did get to hopefully do a little catch-up here on the old man Grognar reviews on YouTube. Hopefully the first one will get out today. We will see. Anyway, got more from New Mexico. Sitting down on the back porch musing. This time we're talking about organic versus tacked-on systems, or something like that. Anyway, let's give a listen. Hi folks, old man Grognard here, sitting down on the back porch one last time in New Mexico. Beautiful out here, of course. It's my morning musing before I get going. Oh, we had a nice fourth. It was, the kids enjoyed themselves. They're kind of hamstrung here. Because, well, the fireworks were over the lake over an Eagle Nest, and they were close to the lake. They didn't get very high. So <clears throat> so they were a little bummed because this whole area is under fire ban because of the forest fires we had here a couple of weeks ago. So no burning, no outside burning. They closed all the state and national parks here. so kids couldn't go swimming or anything. We're going to take them to a pool today. So they're excited about that. and so that's something else I want to talk about at a later show, later podcast about natural disasters in your game right now I'm thinking organic because I see all this organic trees around here, Becky's into organic foods and organic wildlife and I should talk about organic game systems now this is my opinion of course, you can take it with a grain of salt or not take it at all, or ignore me whatever But I prefer organic systems to tacked-on systems. And I'm going to leave out games like Hero, Champions, GURPS, Savage Worlds, things like that, because they are dancing to a lot more tunes than an organic system is. To me, an organic system is a system that just feels right and everything works well within it. And it emulates a genre and it does that well because that's the whole point. It's not trying to be something else, although I'll get to that in a moment about things that have changed into something else. But for, for instance, D&D at its base is an organic system. Everything works well within its genre, and it simulates fantasy, literature, movies, TV, whatever, very well, fantastic things like that, and the pulp, pulp fantasy, things like that. So that's a good thing, but when you start trying to tack on stuff to it, that's when you get a problem. Some some game systems are nothing but tack-ons. Yes, I'm looking at you, Palladium. I I have not much, I don't have much experience with the Palladium system, but I've owned a lot of it. I never got into Rifts or Robotech, but I've had the fantasy. I've had you know things like Nijins and Super Spies and Heroes Unlimited and other genres they've done uh, beyond the supernatural, and it all looks the same to me. I'll take Heroes Unlimited because I've that's the one I've read the most. It just every single type of character has a different subsystem and how to work them, which really bugs me because I don't like the idea of having to if you come up with a tacked on system. There are also things like Shadowrun and Cyber Cyberpunk, where you have to stop and have a a a hacking session with with the hacker. Everything has to stop, and it's basically between one player and the GM, which is not good. But Palladium is like every single different character is a different kind of sub routine subsystem of this main system, and. Uh, to me that's it's it's I've always called it the windows of role playing games because that's the way they make windows <laughs> every little group makes their own sub 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 and then they all get together and try to make a window system out of it but anyway i i some people can deal with that i can't because to me it takes me it takes it out it takes people out of the game it takes the players out of the game it takes the gm out of the game so i prefer things that are organic now if you tack on something to an organic system you better know what you're doing, because things like psionics in D&D just don't work for me. I mean, it took them how many editions to get psionics right, and they still haven't quite got it right. <clears throat> haven't looked at 5E psionics, but I don't want to anyway. I've seen people come up with a psionic system that will work with your system, like Richard LeBlanc's psionic system. I had to admit that it's it it's workable. It really is. And also, I like things like Carcosa's psionic systems because basically, he treats it like a magic system. Okay, uh, you have a certain percentage of psionic. Here you see your psionic disciplines and feats, and let's go. Very, like, three levels, five levels, of whatever. So he basically treats it like a magic system, a Vansian magic system. So, I'm having trouble with my throat today. So that's pretty much the way... That goes, but if you try and tack it on like the psionic system, hate to. (laughs) All right, guys, I'm sorry. I just don't like psionics, so I I have a problem with that. Now, during the D during the D twenty boom, and there's certain genres where you just break it if it's if you break it if you try and tack something on that's broken already, you just break it more. During the D twenty boom. Three and three five, the OG, the uh, open gaming license came out, which was a boon. Of course, got a lot of good stuff out of there and some crap, but it had it came in two flavors. It came with the D twenty system license or the OGL license. Now the difference being, the OGL license you can take the D and D system as it was at the time. <clears throat> And do whatever you want with it. Slice it, dice it, twist it in a knot, whatever you know. But you you wouldn't be, you wouldn't have that logo. But if you wanted the big shiny D twenty logo, that means Wizards kind of is calling the shots for, to a certain extent. You can use their system, but you gotta. It's got to be compatible with other D twenty systems and whatever they're doing. For instance, D twenty Star Wars. That kind of thing. And there's, I have an example of, because some people, evidently some people say, well, let's make a Supers game. Okay. Well, I got a good example and a bad example of that. The bad example is Guardians of Order's Silver Age Sentinels. Now, Guardians of Order was a small Canadian company at the time. They put out Big Eyes Small Mouth, which was rather successful. And they had their own system, the TriStat system, which worked pretty well. And they made Silver Age Sentinels for the Trisat system. And they saw the D20 license. They saw the, the everything going on with that. So, oh, we want to make a Cypress game. So we'll just adapt Silver Age Sentinels to D20. Bad idea. They decided to go with the D20 license, which means they had to kind of shoehorn a class and level system into another game system, which they didn't do very well. I bought the book when it first came out, and I read through it. And I read through it, I must have been, three times. And I said, I still don't know how to make a a character. You know, three times, and I still can't make a character. There's something wrong. Because they were locked into class and level the way wizards wanted it, the way, all this other stuff. And it just didn't work. It worked great in their own system, but it just did not work for for that. Now let me give you an example of one at the time that did work. That was Mutants and Masterminds because they early on said we're not going to fool with no D20 license. We're going to use the OGL, and they managed to adapt it and twist it around so it works. I mean, they had the they had the same six stats and stuff like that. They got rid of classes. They got rid of hit points, and it worked. They're they're still going strong. They're on their third. Edition and Guardians of Order has gone the way of the dodo pretty much. They went out of business. Which is too bad, but because Big Guy Small Mouth was not a bad system really. But that's a good. There's also some current good examples. For instance, there's two I'm reading right now. One is not, and the, and these are outside of. These are kind of outside of that. Um, Villains of Vigilantes 3.0, the Mighty Protectors. I think it works well because it's based on, it's it's not based on the OGL or the, the D20 thing. Let's get away from that for a minute. But it's based on a previous system, of Villains and Vigilantes, Vigilantes, which was created by Jack Herman and Jeff D. So they're using the original authors and they have managed to kind of, mish, I don't want to call it a mishmash, but blended together things like point by and with picking your powers and things like that. This one, I remember the old VNV, it was like you pick your powers and then you go, or roll for them, or whatever. Here you can either pick them or you roll for them, and then you got to pay for them. But then that that gives you a chance to customize it to a certain extent. And another one is Victorious by Troll Lord Games. My friend Mike Stewart wrote that one. And it is based on the Siege Engine system which is what runs castles, castles and crusades it is the system that trollor came up with which was a variation on the d20 system i don't know if they ever i think they used the OGL at the time for castles and crusades but they basically took third edition and stripped it and turned it around so it was playable more playable less paperwork more playable And so Mike decided to use the siege engine system to play a supers. And I think he did it right because he gave you, here's the thing. He gave you classes. There's about a dozen classes in there. You can use all tuned to the genre, but he also said, well, if you want to make your own, okay, here's how to do it. And just, you know, pick out your powers and in line with, you know, look at the classes, see how they do it and then make your own. And then here's an experience system to find out the level progression because it's like a 10-level progression, just like D&D. So it's class and level, but it's not class and level because you can make your own. You're basically making your own class. And so you've got some flexibility there. I still got to look over the powers a bit to see how they customize because superheroes, it's all about customization. So, but on a whole, I think it's it works well. It works and it, and it integrates with the system. So you can do things like that. You can... I'm not going to say tack on, but you can blend something else or change something, but you got to know what you're doing. Uh, Night Owl Workshop, those people know what they're doing. They took D&D White Box, a.k.a. uh, Swords and Wizardry White Box, and they bend it into different genres. They got a super system out there. They got a pulp system out there. They got pirates. Pirates. Princess of Mars type genre, all these different genres. And they all fit because they went back and looked at it and go, okay, how can we do this the way they think of, okay, what if they think of, what if Gary and Dave did a different fantasy starting out with D and D and that's the premise they they took and they, and everything they come up with subsystems like black powder and ship to ship combat for the pirates and things like that works because it's all in the same vein of it. And the nice thing about that is not only is all these compatible with Swords and Wizardry White Box or regular White Box, they're all compatible with each other. So that's kind of the way you got to do it because you really got to tread carefully on something like that. So go and do likewise or whatever. I'm going to enjoy the rest of my day and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day too. I hope you have a good day. So until I see you next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.